Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. It's Southern Disgrace. I'm Hillary. I'm Madison. I'm Ellen. And this week, we are headed to Texas. Oh, Texas. The Lone Star State. Yes. And Madison, I'm excited to see if you know about this case, because Ellen didn't, and it has been all over the news. Really? Like I don't cable. That's my excuse. Do what? I don't have cable. Oh. That's my excuse. I got rid of cable, too. You have the internet. <laughs> well, stuff from Texas isn't popping up in my Facebook. It's true. Um, so, yeah, it's a really, really good one. Um, before we get into that, can we talk about this girl that's missing in Auburn? Oh, my mm. gosh. Yeah. So uh, she's from We Homewood. just had this cupcake deal where yeah. the little three-year-old was murdered in Birmingham. And now there's another young lady. She's, of course, not three. She was, is she 19? 19. 19. Yeah. yeah. Uh, beautiful young lady. Yeah. And she went missing in, did you say Auburn? Yep. Yeah. But she, she's her from her Homewood. Car, her car was found in, in uh, Montgomery. Montgomery. So mm-hmm. With damage on it. Yeah. So we're recording this Wednesday. No, Tuesday. She's been missing since last Wednesday, the 23rd. Um, they found her car two days later, had severe body damage to mm-hmm. it. It was parked in an apartment complex in Montgomery. And her family said that the last they heard, she was going to meet a man on Wednesday night. Oh, my gosh. I know. Was she going to Montgomery to meet a man? That we don't know. But uh, the Auburn police, they released the video footage. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. She was... At a like, convenience store? Yeah. She oh, last yeah. seen in a convenience store in college. And then... The last time someone saw her car, it was going southbound on college, like, I guess, headed like, towards 85. Right. Oh, okay. And it was like the last time her cell phone was used was that night. Yeah, like her cell phone went dark <sighs> that night. Oh, I yeah. know. Where it definitely did it go feels dark like yeah, though. Did it go dark play. in Montgomery? Did it I don't go know dark where in Auburn? We're keeping a lot of this stuff under wraps because yeah. obviously Ugh. they're still trying to find out who did it. I know. But or, and who find her. Yeah. I just don't feel good about it. No. I don't either. And it's really sad because she's gorgeous. And, and her dad, her is. stepdad's like a UFC yeah, fighter. Yeah, did you know that? Her stepdad's UFC heavyweight. I saw him. That would not be the girl that I'd do anything to. Mm-hmm. Her dad could kill you with his feet. He and will, like, I guess, if he finds out. Right? So we're definitely thinking about her and her family. Um it's just so so sad I mean I know. all these well, stories well it's back to back to back like <sighs> can we just have a minute I know please okay so let's get into this story uh, this is the case of Stacy Stites Madison ringing oh, a bell no okay good Yeah. recently uh, no, but he's in the news. Okay. Okay. So, Bastrop County, Texas, on April 23rd, 1996, 19-year-old Stacy Stites doesn't show up for work at the HEB grocery store. A search led to the discovery of her body on the side of a dirt road near Bastrop. Stacy had been strangled with half of a braided belt, and initial tests confirmed the presence of DNA of an unknown male. Two empty beer cans and a white T-shirt are also found nearby. But aside from that and the DNA, there's no physical evidence. So she's like on the ground? Yeah, like the side of a dirt road. Um, She was found on her back with her arms above her head. Her clothing was still on, but it was in disarray. And her name tag for work was between her knees. So she was was on her way to work. Yes, she was on her way to work. Um, Her name tag for work was there. Her pants had been pulled up. Her zipper was broken. Her fingernails looked really, really short, rough, and ragged. Like she'd broken them. Yeah, or like someone tried to clip them or something. I don't know. 
probably more your thing. She broke them. So the morning of her murder, Stacy was scheduled to work a 3.30 a.m. shift at HEB. Her mother, Carol, said Stacy had taken the early morning shift because if you worked the early morning hours, you got extra pay. And Stacy was planning on putting all of that money towards her wedding. At the time of her murder, Stacy was engaged to Gideon's police officer, Jimmy Fennell. And Carol said her daughter was very much in love with Jimmy. Um, she testified that the last time she saw Stacy, she and Jimmy were laughing together on the way to their apartment. Jimmy and Stacy actually lived in the apartment above Carol. So they lived in the apartment above her mom. Oh, well, that's close. Yeah, which is, no, thank you. <laughs> I, was say, I think I'd pass on that one. Not for me. At least put me on the other side of the complex. <laughs> Different building. No, they're literally directly above her. Ooh. Um, Jimmy testified that Stacy went to bed before he did. Obviously, she had to get up super early, but he was asleep and didn't wake up when her alarm went off. Well, at 6.45 a.m., an HEB employee called Carol to say that Stacy hadn't shown up for work. Carol then called Jimmy, woke him up. Uh, he came downstairs to borrow the keys to her car before leaving to try and find her. Now, Jimmy's red pickup truck, which Stacy had driven to work, had already been found earlier that morning in the Bastrop High School parking lot, but it wasn't until later that police made the connection. Stacy's body was found at 3 p.m. that afternoon. Mm. So by the time she was found, Texas Ranger Rocky Wardlow had already been notified and he became lead investigator of the case. According to Rocky, Jimmy, of course, her fiance, immediately becomes the prime suspect. And Rocky would later testify that the interrogations of Jimmy were, quote, very adversarial. Uh, Jimmy was interviewed April 23rd by the Bastrop Police Chief. He was interviewed by Rocky on April 25th. And on April 29th, Jimmy stopped by the sheriff's office to tell investigators about items he felt were out of place in his truck. Uh, Jimmy took several polygraph tests. Each one of them showed deception on his part. Mm. And further leading to the belief that he might have had something to do with it, uh, Mary Blackwell, she was a fellow police officer, she told investigators that in previous conversations with Jimmy... He said if he ever discovered his significant other was cheating on him, he would have to strangle them with a belt. What? what? That's how pretty does, specific. Yeah. How does that come up in conversation? Damn. Hey, Hillary, and then to I, if Evan ever cheats on me, <laughs> I'm going to stab him I with mean, small dinner forks. Seriously. And then he's found. All over. <laughs> like, Poor Evan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think it'll kill him, but it'll just hurt him. It would not feel good. Like, that's so oddly specific. Yes. Like, I mean... Yeah, like, like if, or, you, okay, if you were jokingly him. like, oh my gosh, yeah, I would kill Sean if you ever cheated on me, but I would strangle him with a braid. Well, even belt. like, at, I'll strangle, I'll strangle her. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. With but a belt, like, though? With a belt. Yeah. That's, like, you're you're taking it to the next level He's in your head. He's already planned out it. his weapon. Yeah. Um. So, where are we? Okay, so he took the polygraph test, showed deception every single time. Well, then this Mary Blackwell lady says the thing about the belt, and some witnesses said that Stacy was afraid of Jimmy. She acted skittish around him. Um, sometimes he would stop by the grocery store to visit her and she would hide from him in the back <sighs> like she was busy. This is her boyfriend. Her fiance. Her fiance and she's hiding from <laughs> yeah, him. Then. They're about to say I do. Yeah. You can't have You better not. <laughs> you better I don't. <laughs> don't be hiding. All right. Uh, Jimmy was investigated by his own department and it was proven that the DNA found on Stacy did not match Jimmy. He was cleared as a suspect, even though the other half of the belt used to strangle Stacy was found near his parked truck in that high school parking lot. So half the belt was by the truck, half the belt was by her body. But the truck was nowhere near the body. So the other half of the belt. So there is but another part of D there's some other person's DNA on her. Correct. Okay. But are, so are they but she took the truck to work. Yes. 
but they're that saying doesn't necessarily say that he did it though mm-hmm. like, right you know what i mean because like but it's weird that i don't i don't, th- I don't think that the belt being in the truck says anything more about his guilt because if she took the truck to work whoever did that could have taken the other half of the belt with the truck d- ditched the truck right. and drove off right so that doesn't necessarily point to him being more of a suspect than what he already is so and i um, want to know if this lady said yeah he said he was going to choke her with a belt and before- then leave half of it by her abandoned <laughs> truck in the high school like, parking did he, lot did she say that before or after the belt was found to be the murder weapon do you know what i mean oh before, yeah like it was before she, she actually said that before or she, i know that he she said he said that before but it's it's always easy to uh, like yeah like to say like oh my god and he, and he once well, told me that he was going to yeah, strangle her with a belt I completely forgot until all this information went public totally that he said something very specific right, well he's right, got right. an interesting past so we'll get into that okay but um I'm not trying to say he's not guilty, but there's a possibility. <laughs> um, but here's the thing is, like, with the investigation, it just sucks when you have something that, like, belongs to the person because, obviously, their DNA is going to be all over it. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't mean he did it. Like Was it said. her belt? It was her belt. Okay. Um, so his DNA is all over the truck. His DNA... Um, all over the apartments where they live well, together. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. <obviously>. Okay. <laughs> what? Now, listen to this. The belt was Stacy's belt, but the belt was never tested for DNA evidence. What? Mm-hmm. That's just the tip of the iceberg, ladies. Uh, within four or five days after the truck is found, the truck is processed and turned back over to Jimmy, who is still a suspect. But according to paperwork, this is also very interesting. They found the title. He had already signed the title to the truck over to a dealership before the truck was even back in his possession. So he sold the truck while the police officers still had the truck. Like, I need to get this out of my property. Yes. Like, I need to get, like, I don't, I don't I own that truck. I don't know what you're talking you about. you sell a truck to a dealer without having custody of the truck? I guess you're like, hey, here's the title. <laughs> this this deliver yeah. it promptly. That's right? true. Oh, hey, it's in the shop yeah. being looked at. And then I'll bring it. I don't know. But so, when, but so it was in police custody when he signed it over. Yep. And so once they turned it back over to him, he immediately took it to the dealer. Okay, devil's advocate here. <laughs> Do you want to keep the truck in which your girlfriend, your fiance was murdered? Do you get rid of it so quickly? No. Unless you have a reason. No. No. I'm with Hillary. I would not personally <laughs> want to keep a truck that Sean was murdered in, but I wouldn't be selling it three days after he was murdered. Especially when there could be more evidence to be found. Yes. Like, I'd want the evidence to be found, not... The and I, I certainly wouldn't be selling it while the police don't have it. <laughs> you can pick that up at the police department in the I, impound lot. I just got ten million dollars of insurance, and then they uh, they died. It was oh, just it was no. so crazy. I have no idea. I definitely took out a policy on her. What <laughs> luck! <laughs> okay, so like I said, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Here are some other mistakes that were made during the investigation. Investigators never never searched Stacy and Jimmy's apartment because they said there was no probable cause. She's um, dead 
and he's a suspect. <laughs> that seems like nah, probable cause no to me. No big deal. Um, at the crime scene, investigators cover Stacy's body with a blanket and they remove her clothing at the scene. They don't lock down the scene. What? They don't lock down the scene. Why would you take the victim's clothing off at, at the scene? The scene? Just on the side of a dirt road for anybody There's, to drive by. I, be, I would have a big problem with that if I was the parents. Yes. So they remove her clothing at the scene. They don't lock down the scene. So all of the footprints on the scene are from officers' boots. So you like, can't tell who was yeah, officer, who the who perpetrator was. was. Yeah. They don't check the temperature of her body. To see cause of death or a time of death? Yes. They don't check the temperature of her body. And it's also alleged that investigators didn't change their gloves when they were handling different pieces of evidence. Oh my so it's like all messed Is up. this small town Texas? Like, uh, it's Bastard. I don't know how big it is. I keep thinking it's, you're saying Bastard County every time you say that. <laughs> Bastard County. Bastard County. Uh, I believe they said it's like 30 minutes from Austin. So it's probably a smaller town on the outskirts of Austin. So they probably haven't had that mu- many Training. homicide um <laughs> Probably not, but still, that's when you call in the Austin PD to help you. Okay, so um, the truck had, you know, granted, she's found on the side of the road. They find the truck later. The truck had signs of Stacy's death inside the truck. There was mucus discharge found on the seat, and defense attorneys said you have to be dead for at least five hours before the purge from— I've never heard of mucus discharge, but now I'm disgusting. Mucus discharge. I mean— I don't know what it's coming out of. From mouth? I think so, because— so. Anyways, they said for this to happen, you have to be dead for at least five hours before this happens. Um, Not only that, but also Stacy had signs of lividity. Right. Which would have taken several hours. Right. So. So she was just dead in this truck for a while? Apparently. That's what some people say. Okay, hold on. I need more. So they found in the truck, but they didn't find her body in the truck. Correct. So, but they found the stuff that she died in the truck. It it looks like that's where the murder, or at least where the body was. So, like, once we get the, okay, so. Okay, she left for her early morning shift. How early morning are we talking? Like, she showed up at the grocery store. She had to work at 3.30. She left the house at 3. Okay. In the morning. They find her. They find her abandoned truck, though, at 5.15 a.m. So they find the abandoned truck. Two hours after she left. Well, then, but then she couldn't have been in the truck for five hours. They weren't saying that she was in the truck for five hours. They were saying she was dead before there to be mucus discharge in In the the truck. truck. Wait, uh huh. (laughs) So for her to have have, for her to have discharged the mucus, she had to have been dead. Yes. So they're saying yes. So they're saying she was killed. But they found the truck two hours after. Right, but they're the saying same day? Jimmy oh, had the opportunity to kill Jimmy her the night before. Screwed. Jimmy is so he's screwed. the one that said that she left for work. Yes, so we don't he think she been ever lying. left for work. Yes, so we're thinking they went to bed. She it proves that she oh. never left for work at three because she was already dead. Right, that's gotcha. what they're saying. Okay. Oh, now I get Sorry. it. Sorry, I had to put I've the been awake a while. Together. I was like, huh. <laughs> Okay, um, so lividity, the mucus discharge. Well, investigators photographed Stacy at the crime scene, and here's something that's really weird, just goes to show how the scene was not locked down. They take her to the morgue. Once they take her there, they discover marks on her body that look like cigarette burns, which were not on her body at the crime scene. What? Yes. So someone's, like, doing stuff to her body in between transporting or they, her. Or they just didn't see it? 
maybe, but they're saying that they like took all these photographs at the crime scene. And, and so then, some cop or something put right? a cigarette like, out oh, on the body? Instead of flicking my ash out the window, let me just put it out on this body? That's yeah, so weird. screwed up. Right? Okay. Now. But he was a police officer, right? He was a police so officer. So he had friends. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Buckle up. This is just the beginning. (laughs) I'm only one page in. Okay, so um, investigations continue, but the case goes cold. Almost a year after her murder, police matched the DNA found on Stacy to Rodney Reed, a 29-year-old African-American. This sounds like the lady, the girls in the... Right? DNA does not a rape make. Yes! Coley. What's his last name? Coley McCraney? Yes, Coley McCraney. All right, so they suspect Stacy encountered Rodney on her way to work that morning on the side of a dirt road when he raped and killed her, Mm-mm. is what they're going with. Was the DNA found on her or in her? In her. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. DNA inside does not make a rape. <laughs> right? It's exactly Consensual. like the girls from what city well, no, the, the DNA was on, um, but it was on them, not yeah. in them. Yeah. Well, on yeah, but y'all were saying oh, they could have just like had a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And been keeping it on the low, low. <laughs> right? Okay, it is very similar. Well, that's what this sounds like. Maybe she was having an affair, with, or maybe it was planted because it's police. Mm-mm. Okay, listen to this. So Rodney had been picked up on cocaine charges, oh. and <laughs> does not a rapist make? Well, no, but if Rodney, it's not looking good, <laughs> right? I mean, it, there's <laughs> a lot more, but I want you guys to hang in there because okay, so shut the hell up. She says there's just a lot. <laughs> of questions all right he he does have a checkered past okay he's not a great guy um several women had accused him of sexual assault in the past and the dna collected from those cases is how they matched rodney to stacy hmm. well when he was initially questioned rodney denied knowing stacy but during the trial rodney confessed he and stacy were having an affair and that's why he denied knowing her. And he also said that they kept their affair secret, not only because she was engaged, but they knew that no one would approve. He was black. She was white. And he's so stupid that he doesn't realize the DNA would be on her or in her? I mean, I, I get it, keeping it looks, an affair a secret while both parties are alive. Yeah, but once the person's dead and you could murdered, be fingered for their murder, you right. might want to go ahead and let that yeah, out of the bag. But also, too, the same department that's questioning him is the department where her fiancé works. So do you, are you really forthcoming with your information? Because you're like, oh, you know shit. they're going to pin it on you. Right. They're going to do whatever. All right. So during the trial... Excuse me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Rodney's court-appointed attorneys. They neglected to provide witnesses who would testify that Rodney and Stacy were in a consensual relationship, despite several friends and coworkers having been in the loop who said that they would come forward. But here's why they didn't. They say that they were warned that witnesses for the defense often flip sides while on the stand, and they end up embarrassing the defense and doing more harm than good. The only person who testified on Rodney's behalf that he and Stacy had a consensual relationship was his mother, Sandra. Rodney said his DNA was found on or in Rodney said his DNA was found in Stacy because they had had sex on April 22nd the day before she was found. Um so he's like, "Well, that's why you're finding my DNA because we had sex yesterday." However, Travis County Medical Examiner Dr. Roberto Bayardo testified that the recovered semen was fresh and had been deposited more recently than the day before. And mm-hmm. question. Well, yes, semen questions again. <laughs> um, it's always the semen. So I mean, okay, the day before. So if it like you know seven p.m., they hook up. Mm-hmm. 
Midnight rolls around, husband kills her. Like, does that have anything to do with... Like, how long is he saying... So he was saying... So we know that sperm can stay inside your body for days. But he was saying with the deposit on her panties that it was very likely that he was the one who raped and murdered her between the hours of when she left and hmm. went, like, he was like, nah, you had sex with her more recently than last night, basically. Hmm. Um, it seems like the window would have to be pretty small if the boyfriend would to have done it. Like, he, he would have had to catch her in the act of doing it the night before and then, like, take her and murder her. I mean, I know it's possible. I'm just saying, like, or not maybe not catch her in the act, but like realize, find out that they were together, and then she comes home maybe, and he's angry and has all night to kill her. And but I don't know all all night. We're talking about five a.m. in the morning. You said not. There's not much night left. No, if she left for work at three or was supposed to leave the night before, like say she comes home. So he said they had they had sex the night before the night she was murdered. He said the day before. So twenty four hours probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking like. Two, you know, in the window of like evening, three a.m. rolls around and she's supposed to go to work. Yeah, that no. day before. So he has said the day before, like the full, maybe during the day. Hmm. Okay, um, <laughs> we have lots of questions. I need a, I bo- I need a whiteboard in I here know. to like map it out. I know. Okay, <laughs> Rodney Reed's defense attorneys pose an alternative theory. They claim Jimmy found out about the affair, got pissed, murdered Stacy. This theory is supported by a number of pieces of evidence, but one of those is a state police report analyzing the DNA taken from the beer cans that were found near her body at the crime scene. Uh, The report excluded Rodney, but pointed to two other men who were police officers and friends of Jimmy's. Uh Uh-oh. It goes all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. The DNA found at the scene was linked to fellow police officers Ed Salmella and David Hall. So why... Would there be beer cans? Like, were they riding around? Okay. A, they either helped Jimmy dump the body, or B, they were riding around with Jimmy drinking beers. The Like, how would the beers end up out of the truck? Well, and how, as a police officer, do you not think there's DNA on these beer bottles that I not leave them at a not leave scene. them at a murder scene? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting little tidbit about the beer cans. The DNA report was never provided to Rodney's defense. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Prior to or during the trial. Well, that's a, um, that's a violation that's a right there. No, no. Um, aside from his semen, there was a huge lack of evidence linking Rodney to the crime scene. There were no witnesses who could place him anywhere near the crime scene. He actually had a friend who provided a pretty solid alibi and said that Rodney had been at his house the night before and that they were walking to work together that morning is what his friend said. Um, okay, so six months after Stacy's death, a Giddings police officer, Joe Bryant, um, this whole time, he was conducting an unauthorized investigation into her murder. And six months after she died, he was gunned down by a migrant worker from Mexico. Convenient. Uh-huh. A hit? What do you think? Um, his widow, Maria, said before his murder, Joe had revealed the identity of who he thought was the killer, and Jimmy Fennell. And the then, boyfriend? Yeah. Uh, fellow police officer Ed Salmella, whose DNA was found on the beer can, he was one of the first on the scene at Stacy's murder. Less than four months later, he was found dead of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Mm. The guilt of, of covering up a murder, or wow. it was killed him. Yeah, yeah. Made it. His look like brother a Scott said that Ed was a neat freak, and after his death, his apartment was in complete disarray. Sheets were ripped off the bed. His computer was missing. His um. guns were gone. He was also shot in the left side of his head, but the gun was found on the right side of his body, and Ed was right-handed. <laughs> Sounds like he was probably getting ready to tell, mm-hmm. right? And they also said that he had just taken out $600 because he was planning a huge trip with a female friend. And why would you kill yourself if you were about to go do that? Right. Interesting. All right. Texas Attorney General Assistant Lisa Tanner prosecuted the case against Rodney. She said there was no connection between Ed's death and Joe's death and Stacy's death. Prosecutors brought in five witnesses who all accused Rodney of assaulting them in years past. Rodney had been indicted for rape and attempted rape a number of times, but he wasn't convicted each time. One of the victims was a woman he had been in a relationship with who claimed that he had raped her. Another victim was 12 years old at the time and was asleep on the couch when she woke up to find herself blindfolded and gagged and then said she was beaten and raped. Another victim was the mother of two of Rodney's children, and she actually dropped the charges that she had originally filed against him. So they bring all these people on the stand. Defense is not bringing anybody except his mom, who says that he and Stacy were together, and the defense also did not bring any medical professionals onto the stand. So it makes it look like he's a bad guy. It makes it look like, it, you know, his semen's inside of her. Who else could it be? Mm-hmm. Already, I feel like with his defense, he's got a case for inadequate a, a representation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Appeal. Like, appealing heart. How do you not bring, how do you not bring anybody? Like, I know. Like, be, what are you doing your job? Exactly. It must be a public defender. They were. They were yeah. court appointed. Yeah. So Rodney pleads not guilty to Stacy's murder, but in not, but in May 1998, he's convicted and sentenced to death. Death. Oof. Death. Well, Texas is, loves the death. Texas loves the death, death penalty. Yeah. Uh, re- but, but the good news for him is that then then you have even more appeals. Right. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like it, it's almost better if you didn't do it. I think. Right. Yeah. 
Well, Reed's defense had maintained the whole time, you know, obviously we knew that they did not receive the report with the DNA for the beer cans. They say that prosecutors hid evidence the entire time, including two eyewitnesses. One witness, Martha Barnett, testified that she saw Stacy and Jimmy at a convenience store the morning that the truck was found, and the two appeared to be arguing. Um, and then both Martha and Mary, that police officer who said the bit about the belt, they said that they had made this information known to the Bastrop County District Attorney's Office, but the office denied it and claimed that no one knew of these witnesses. Okay, so I don't have the full timeline. So he's convicted and sentenced to death in 1998. Fast forward way, he's still alive. (laughs) Um, But over all of these years, he's had so many appeals. Like, I don't have the full timeline of that, but he does get new representation, thankfully. Um, In October 2005, the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals ordered the case back to the trial court to determine whether the prosecutor's improper conduct violated Reed's constitutional rights. I would say yes. Yes. And he actually um, gains the support of the Innocence Project, which you guys are familiar with. So lawyers from the Innocence Project are now representing him. Um, Interesting little tidbits. In 2007, Jimmy Fennell was sentenced and went to prison for raping a woman in his custody. And Whoa, in his, like, as a police officer yes. in his custody? That's important. Yes. Yes. So this happens in 2007. Um, he goes to prison. He has a 10 year sentence. Well, in April 2009, Rodney's lawyer cited new allegations of sexual misconduct against Jimmy as they attempted to prove that he was a sexual predator with a history of abusing women. And leading up until this, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals had twice rejected bids for a new trial. So here's what they find out in the report. Wendy Smith Wallace told police that in 1996, Jimmy Fennell followed her in a police car while she was riding her bike in Giddings, and he stopped when she got to her house. So basically stalking, kind of, just following her while she's riding her bike. Um, How old was she? I don't know how old she was. Okay. Um, It's like a a bike. I just think of a kid rather than an adult. Yeah. Maybe she liked fitness. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I remember saying that adults don't ride bikes. It just, like, I I picture a little girl. Well, yeah, you think of, like, a a kid. Last time I tried to ride a bike, like, you know how they always say, oh, it's like riding a bike. Like, that is not true. Have you ridden a bike lately? Uh, Yes. yes. Evan forced us to ride those city bikes when we were in Chicago, and we ended up on the bad side of Chicago, and I couldn't ride a bike, and he was pedaling his ass far away, and I'm, like, falling over in the middle of... How can you fall over on a bike? No, we, like, a couple of years... Yes, it is. A couple of years ago... When's the last time you were on a bike, Madison? All the time, dude. Let's let's get a bike in here. I can ride that unicycle, bitches. What? Okay, hop on it. A couple of years ago, we went down to the beach for Sean's family, and, like, the beach house rental came with bikes, and Sean and I were like, oh, let's take the bikes to the beach. I probably had not been on a bike for at least 10 years before that. I was like a freaking baby giraffe trying to learn how to walk. Yes. It was like... (laughs) Evan lied to me about the ones... He was like, oh, these are pedal assist, so you really don't have to do that much. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. No. Lies. They were not pedal Uh, assist. So I don't understand that saying because it's hard. (laughs) I think most people aren't like you. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) apparently Wendy wasn't. Wendy could handle a bike ride. Um, So Jimmy had actually, way before his relationship with Stacy, he had been... Wait, no, that's a lie. Um, he got married to a woman after Stacy. Um, and Keith Tubbs, who worked with his wife, told police that she once showed up to work with bruises on her face and said that Jimmy had threw thrown a phone at her. 
Um, in March 2007, Jimmy brought a woman that he detained during a traffic stop to the Georgetown police station and made her strip. He later drove her to a secluded place and forced her to have sex with him in exchange for avoiding arrest. Mm. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. In August 2007, Jimmy told a woman parked outside a drug house that he found drugs in her car. He didn't arrest her, but he told the woman that he would be at her house at 3 a.m. for what she interpreted as a sexual rendezvous, but he never showed up. So he's a creep. He's a piece of. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Using his position. Yeah. To... Using his power. Um, okay, so in August 2019, so we're caught up to this year, the Innocence Project filed a civil rights lawsuit in federal court seeking DNA testing of evidence from the crime. Because this entire time... They still haven't tested the, the belt. The belt has not been tested. The well, law- now they have touch DNA, so... Yes. Well, let's, just hope, that, let's just hope that the evidence was properly stored and not gotten rid of, you know? Yeah. So the lawsuit mentions the witnesses who said they heard Jimmy say several times that he would kill Stacy if she ever were to cheat on him. It also says that Jimmy was the subject of several complaints about um, sexual abuse and racial bias and use of excessive force while he was at the Giddings Police Department. Lawyers also say Jimmy gave inconsistent statements about his activities the night of Stacy's murder and that several prominent forensic pathologists have concluded his testimony is medically and scientifically impossible. Um, September 10th, 2019, Rodney's family and a ton of supporters, they protested the death penalty at the Texas governor's mansion in Austin. And on September 24th, Reed's lawyers filed a petition to the U.S. Supreme Court challenging the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals' unexplained rejection of critical evidence. The petition also asked the court to correct several errors. Number one, Jimmy did not give a consistent account of where he was the night Stacy was murdered. And number two... Listen to this. You remember the guy who, the doctor who said that he had been with her sexually oh, the, the, yeah, more recently? Before sure, before. Yeah. All of the state's expert witnesses, including medical examiners, who supported the theory that Reed raped and murdered Stacy, have either withdrawn or modified their statements, oh, including oh. Dr. Bayardo. He now believes the forensic evidence corroborates. Rodney's consistent defense that he and Stacy were involved in a discreet sexual affair and that they were together the day before Stacy's death. Renowned forensic pathologists Dr. Warner Spitz and Dr. Michael Baden have concluded without contradiction that the state's theory of Stacy being raped and murdered within a two-hour period is medically and scientifically impossible because they were saying she left the apartment at 3 in between 3 dead. and 5 a.m. Rodney raped and killed her. Bullcrap. Yeah. Right? That's what they're saying. Um, in addition to the comprehensive proof of innocence, the petition focuses on evidence further supporting Bastrop's investigators' pursuit of Jimmy as a suspect, specifically longtime Bastrop Sheriff's Officer Curtis Davis, who testified in 2017 that he spent the day with Jimmy on April 23rd, 1996, while police were looking for Stacy after she failed to show up for work. Officer Davis recounted that Jimmy told him he had been out the night before drinking with other police officers, and he stayed out so late so as not to disturb Stacy, which was completely different than what he'd said because he said that they had gone to bed. Well, that makes or sense, though, if he was out drinking with other police officers and two beer can- beer bottles showed up at the crime scene with exactly. two other police officers' DNA on like them. Like he's telling the truth, sort of. Yeah. Like he's, he's like modifying he's it. He's putting parts of the truth in there. Interesting. Exactly. So when Jimmy was called as a witness at a 2017 hearing to explain those drastic differences in his story— he refused to answer and asserted his Fifth Amendment privilege. 
Um, the petition highlights that Jimmy's inability to give a straightforward account of the very hours the forensic experts now understand Stacy was murdered supports that he lied about the events that occurred that night. Um, I told you about one of Rodney's, it actually was his cousin, not his friend, but his cousin provided Rodney with an alibi for the time of Stacy's murder, saying that they had spent the night together the night before, hanging out at the house, and they woke up at 5 a.m. and walked to work together. Today's filing also alleges that Reed's constitutional rights were violated by the use of invalid scientific evidence to convict. The state's three forensic experts who tied Rodney to the murder have now admitted to scientific errors in their testimony. So was his semen in there or not? Well, it was in it her, was. but it wasn't as fresh as they claim it was. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, so it says, in cases of similar errors by the FBI crime lab, prosecutors in the courts have correctly stepped in to make sure criminal convictions are not secured with invalid science. But especially in a case where there's already powerful evidence of innocence, they're asking the Supreme Court to address the grave harm when criminal convictions and death sentences are obtained. Throughout the post-conviction investigation, the state's case has been deconstructed and invalidated by Reed's defense team. His lawyer, Bryce Benjet, who's now representing him, um, filed an application for writ of habeas corpus in June 2018 that included candid admissions of error and affidavits from the same expert witnesses who have now recanted their expert testimony. Additionally, renowned forensic pathologist Michael Baden also testified that the condition of Stacy's body rendered the state's theory of Rodney's guilt impossible. Wow. Where the state argued Stacy was killed between 3 to 5 a.m., the evidence showed that Stacy was actually killed before midnight the night before. Yeah. And so hopefully, I mean, are they giving this guy a new trial? Are they going to get him off? Well... In the 20 years since Rodney's original trial, there's extensive evidence that both exonerates him and implicates Jimmy. New witnesses have come forward, including one of Stacy's cousins, Judy Mitchell, who says that she knew Reed and Stacy were romantically involved. A co-worker of Stacy's also described a conversation with Stacy only weeks before her murder in which Stacy confided to this co-worker that she was having an affair with Rodney. And she was concerned about what would happen if Jimmy found out and that she, quote, had to be careful. <laughs> All right, so today, as we record, is October 29th. Rodney Reed is scheduled to be executed oh my November God. 20th. Damn, girl. In less than a month. No. And all that information hasn't done anything to, they to are, make somebody say, hey, we need a new trial. Hey, we need to look at this. Worthy. We need to pause. Everything they can. There's a change.org position, which I signed. There's an Innocence Project petition. His lawyers are doing everything they can, but he is scheduled to be executed November that 20th. That is bullshit. Okay. Do we think that we are still on the let's execute him train because the real suspect was a police officer and it's like we got to stick behind our own, yep. even though he's turned out to be a major creep and mm -hmm. is in jail so. or was yeah. in jail for raping Definitely. but like literally y'all the only evidence that they have even linking him to her is, is, the, semen. They had is sex. the semen sure which does not mean he killed her they have not tested the dna on the belt right there's no dna evidence of him in the truck there's how, nothing how do you as a supreme court judge or who, someone who's over these appeals not Say at least, hey, let's test the evidence or hey, let's do this. Like how, why I don't do you know. just. I always wondered how they, um, how they, what they actually say to the Supreme Court and what they're allowed to say. Because sometimes, you know, you and I go, that makes no it's, sense. Why? Well, yeah. I, I want to know exactly what they heard and, and, and go, 
Okay. Are they really impartial? Because if they are, then this is ridiculous. That, I, that, I don't think they're impartial. No. Like, I'm, and it's just the Supreme Court in Texas, correct, usually? Or is it the Supreme Court of the well, nation? Well, no, they've appealed to the Supreme yeah, they Court appealed of the, to United the United States. States. Okay. So. But does that mean they'll actually hear it? Will they listen? Do they have to? Mm. I don't know. There's so, like, can what, they not once, get a stay just to... Once you get to this part, so it's he's, so confusing so, and, and yeah, ridiculous. I know. And that's like, definitely y'all look into it and everybody who's listening because I was doing so much research and obviously he was sentenced to death in 1998. He's already had, like he was already supposed to have been killed multiple times by now. Oh, really? So then, so yes. why did, did he, they got stays he's had for all the these, appeals? Yeah, he's had all these appeals and they're like... Out of appeals? I don't know if he's completely out. Because if he's out I would of imagine, appeals and he's scheduled. I don't think he's out of appeals mm-hmm. because they're like vigorously working on it. But he is scheduled to be executed. Well, if he still has appeals, though, obviously you he never, can't be executed before you your appeals are out. Right? No, I don't think so. But you would have found that he'd had another trial if he had another trial. Obviously, he didn't even have another trial. But if he still has appeals going, there's still hope that they'll come through November 2nd and be like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to look into this a little bit farther. Right. But I don't know. Let's hope it's not his last appeal. November 20th, y'all. That's He's, soon. And I don't think he did it. Can you imagine the mental stress and emotional toll of being a an innocent man on death row who gets set these dates and mm-hmm. then at the last minute they like stop like, no it's a it's another date what what's his last name rodney reed is reed. his name r-e-e-d uh-huh oh my god yeah well it's crazy I feel like the Innocence project knows what they're doing yeah me too so and i'm like you guys still have a little bit of oh, a little less than a month <laughs> i just don't understand and like, why, uh, like funny enough kim kardashian is, is she like working on it she's all for his innocence like on his she side she got that lady off when she, when the lady in alabama she got her mm-hmm. off yeah, put, put the power to it, Cam. Looks know. like there's a lot of people behind him. There's but a lot. Will it work? You know, will it actually do it? Sometimes I feel like I the more so. the more press you get, sometimes I feel like the Supreme Court. The worse like, no. it is. I sometimes, know. like with the making a murder and stuff, I feel like yeah, they get so much press. They're like, we're going to stand our ground. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. there's so but how much. How do you more. stand your ground when it's, it's literally wrong. like, hey, this forensic specialist was like, hey, I made a mistake. This one, hey, I made a mistake. I know. Hey, All of these people. Look what an asshole this actual suspect is like he was in jail for raping women and literally the only evidence you have is that he DNA. they had sex or he raped her but that's all you have this is really sad it's crazy what did she what was her her name stacy stites i'm gonna look she her up pretty. i want to see what she looked was she mm-hmm. so was she white yes Okay, so that's all. Also, oh, yeah. that's, like that's if, why he said that they were keeping their affair secret because well, it's yeah. mid nineties, Bastrop County, Texas. She's <laughs> white. He's black. County. Bastard County. Okay, if fiance is not a police officer, does this case turn out like it does? I think not. Here they are. The oh three, God, the he three. looks like a, he looks like a killer. Yeah, he would one hundred percent kill somebody. The Jimmy dude. Yes, yeah. she was so pretty. I know, mm-hmm. nineteen years old. And I mean, I can see like. Um, is it Rodney? Mm-hmm. Rodney. Rodney's good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. I can 100% see them getting together. I don't know why she was with Having this a little smushy affair. face guy. Smushy face. Yeah. I he, don't know either. Oh. And it's all the witnesses sad. who have come forward and they're like, yeah, she said she was having an affair. And like, so she he's was in, scared of Jimmy. <laughs> like, and the thing is, this guy's in jail. 
right? Or he, or was, he was in jail. Did he serve? Oh, Jimmy got out. Yeah. Did oh. he serve a full 10 or did he get out early? Uh, he got out a little bit early. But I mean, it's like he is a convicted felon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> he oh. got out. He was approved for parole February 23rd, 2018. Wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is sad. Look, and let me just throw it out there. I love me some police officers. My dad's a police officer. I know you do. But this is sketchy. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. there's definitely times when you know that it's not... It's not up right. and up. And yeah, this it's not song. above board. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that you guys had not heard of it because yeah. it's I hadn't. That's all insane. kinds of twists and turns, and his clock is ticking. Well, uh, we'll definitely keep you updated on this one. I know. Mm. Um, quick go little, sign the change.org position. Yes, and go look on the Innocence Project. I mean, it's a very, very fascinating case. Uh, quick little shout out and a story for y'all because I think you will laugh. So my brother <laughs> had to get on a conference call for work, and I don't know if this woman is one of his clients or one of his coworkers, but like you know, they're all over the place and they all have these regional conference calls or whatever and so he hops on the conference call and he's like hey you know Corey's here and this woman her name's michelle um all of these people are on the conference call and apparently my brother said michelle was like Corey, before we get started i just want to tell you how much i love southern disgrace <laughs> yes and then he said that all of the people on the call were like wait what is this and so then my no, brother, oh my, God. my brother explained it, and now they're all gonna listen. What an awkward start to a conference call, though. Like it doesn't even like it's, not it's, about your, you, sisters it's your sisters. I endeavor. know. But shout out to Michelle because she's a fan, and now all of these like corporate people are gonna be listening to. Our oh God! <laughs> the, the next conference call is gonna be like Corey. We listen. need to discuss your sister's, your sister's hobby. If you want to sponsor us, right. hey, we will get you the information. We're Just email here us Southern Disgrace at iHeartMedia.com. <laughs> all oh. right. Y'all, uh, leave us a review, follow us on socials, and as always, you can shoot us a message, Southern Disgrace at iHeartMedia.com. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.